Hello, and welcome to episode 29 of the Digital Theory Podcast. This is a show where three regular dudes talk about video games and other assorted geekery. This, my friends, is Micah, and I'm joined by my good friends and two co-hosts, Mark and Ryan. Fellas, how's your week been? Pretty good, pretty good. How about you? Um, pretty full, but uh, it's coming to an end, so... Um, Looking forward to uh, the next uh, few weeks of relative freedom. Planning to get some hours in. I Any certainly s- hope so. Yeah, I um, had a busy week, but I got this this Friday off. We're recording this on Thursday before Memorial Day, so I'm going to have a nice long weekend to relax. It's going to be nice. We deserve it. Treat yourself. We for sure, for sure deserve it. Mm-hmm. We've been putting hours in. That's true. That's true. Looking away. All right, gentlemen. Well, I'm going to hand it off to one of you. Who's got some good news for us this week? You know, I've got only good news. That's good. Me too. So Really? Yeah. Huh? Um, I've got one, some good news, especially for you, Micah. Oh, Okay. So I actually found an article. Um, I'm going to rename it. Um, I'm going to name it Valve is up to something. Okay. But uh, basically, this is from TechRadar. Um, it states that Valve is making a Nintendo Switch-like console for PC games. I read that same article, and it is very exciting. So I know you were super excited about the Steam Link and Steam Controller, and we're kind of disappointed that that went to the wayside. Um, but this looks, you know, of course they only have like, you know, prototypes that people have just been guessing at. Um, nothing's really confirmed. Uh, the console code name is Steam Pal, which will likely change to something, as they state, well, cool before it's unveiled. <laughs> uh, because Steam Pal's not really cool. Yeah. Um, that seems like one of those, what it really sounds like is one of those um, uh, like dolls you would get when you were a, a young boy, like three years old, you'd get a, you'd get a little doll to go sleep with called a steam pal. Oh, or like a, my buddy doll. Yeah. 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 It's a terrible name, but the good yeah. news, is it does have another code name, which is Neptune. Way cooler. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's better. Uh, but I'm curious to see what it actually turns out to be. Um, it gets me pretty excited because if the thought of having all your Steam games be portable, yeah, that's pretty exciting. I wonder if maybe this is what Gabe Newell was talking about. Um, I don't, I don't remember how far back exactly we covered it, but uh, remember when he was saying he kind of hinted that Steam games might come become the com- consoles. Yeah, I wonder if maybe this has to do with that. Ah, that would be on brand for him to say something you know, sneakily, uh, you know, the way he words things, it, 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 later when you find out about it, it's, he, he was telling you all along what it was, but you just, you weren't thinking about it the right way. Yep. So I could see him doing that for sure. But yeah, Ryan, you're right. I, I love the Steam Link uh, and the Steam Controller and being able to play it from my couch, uh, my PC games. So the fact that I can take these with me, uh, huge. Well, I think, you know, a lot of PC games, you know, if, if Valve can create some sort of interaction that's smoother than like, you know, a standard controller, mm-hmm. then this could be a big hit. Yep. I'll probably end up getting one anyway. Um, I mean, who am I kidding? I probably will too. To be completely <laughs> honest with you. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think it will be a, a pretty big hit. It'll be a different take on mobile gaming, you know, um, Mobile gaming is, has always been sort of, up until the Switch at least, been kind of simplistic. Um, and this, this will have some, you know, m- more technical games that you'll be able to play. I, like, I, I'm excited to, to possibly be able to take, you know, my Crusader Kings or my Total Wars with me and play them mobile. All right. I mean, and the good news is um, the source of this comes from says that the console could be available by the end of this year. That's cool. So that is, I mean, for basically no knowledge of it to this year, I mean, that's a big yeah. deal. 
especially with the, all the chip shortages and mm-hmm. just all the logistic nightmares that going on anyway. Um, I was going to mention is, that. How, how do you guys think there's going to be a, a difficulty in getting it? Like you see the difficulty in getting the series X and the PS five. I don't know. I don't think it'll be that crazy. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, th- I think it'll be shortage. You agree, Mark? Yeah, I agree. Some shortage, saying, but not not a, not like the PS5 or the right. Xbox, especially series. with it coming out around the if, you know potentially coming out around the holiday season. I could see that causing you know maybe a little bit extra shortage than what there would be, but I don't I don't see it being as crazy as it was for the Series X slash S or um, PS5. Right. The only reason I say that is because I feel like with what happened with the Steam Link and Steam Controller, where they had just a bunch of extra hardware left over that they were practically giving it away. I wonder if they scale down their first run of production just to gauge interest. Well, I think, you know, you got to do some sort of marketing prior to as well, just to gauge that interest. If they're listening, you have, you have one sold already. I think you've got a couple sold. Yeah. And I have a feeling Mark would go out and buy it too. Yeah, I probably would. Maybe, <laughs> maybe after hearing how, what you guys think of it, but it probably wouldn't take me long. This is the guy that made me buy a Quest. <laughs> so you're gonna yeah. give me back. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna drag you this out this time. I mean, you guys also both bought Maximum Football as well. Yeah. So just to, just to bring that back up. Maybe this will be your Maximum Football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe we'll maybe have to eat eat crow when it comes out and it's terrible. Uh, I hope it's not. I really yeah. hope it's not. I yeah. think it's going to be. I think it's going to be pretty neat. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, that was that was that was an unexpected story for sure. Yeah, that's why I was so excited to bring it up. It's unexpected, and I knew your passion with the Steam Link. So. Yep. Now, if only someone brings up the story about Valve uh, announcing Half Life Three, then the world would be complete. Well. Hey, speak it, speak it to existence. Yeah. You know? Man can dream. Yeah, this podcast has been known to do that. That's true. I'm going to start mentioning it uh, every single episode until I hear about it. I like the passion. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, what about yep. you guys? Do you got anything going on? Well, I actually have another one that I thought Micah might think is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. Mike, did you ever play the game Chivalry? It seems yes. like I had like a another title tagged on. Um, it was well, the, the Chivalry like Two first-person naval combat, right? I'm sorry. Am I thinking of the same yep. one? Okay. Oh no, you're good. Yep, yep, that's it. Um, well, Chivalry Two, uh, the open beta has officially started. Um, let's see, it's um, it's on the Epic Games Store. Uh, you can get it for free. You just have to scroll down, and it says you have to check out as if you're buying a game, but it is free. Um, apparently, there are some 40-player servers available, you know, where you can, like, duel each other and go um, one-on-one. Uh, it says there's a couple 64-player objective maps that weren't in the last beta. Um, and let's see. The beta ends on June 1st, so, you know, you can play it all weekend if you wanted to. Um Looks like it's set to release on June 8th, and it's only going to be $40 when it launches. That's crazy. And I just, I Googled it um, just now, and I didn't know this. It's uh, totally cross platform. Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. PS4, Xbox One, PS5, Series X, Series S, and Windows. And fully uh, cross platform. You know, I, I really hope that more games start to do this. Well, you know, uh, not to deviate from chivalry too much, uh, one of the stories I saw that I almost talked about, Borderlands 3 is getting cross-play, but not for PlayStation. Yep, I saw the same story. Didn't Sony, um, like it's like, it seems like maybe a couple years ago, didn't they take like a firm stance against it when Nintendo and Microsoft were working together a lot, like when they brought over Minecraft, cross-play with Switch and Xbox? I don't remember specifically. I don't want to misspeak, but I feel like they're the ones who have been sort of the last ones to jump on board, if that makes sense. They've been kind of slow to join in. I just don't 
I don't understand that. I mean, it's not like, you know, they have to just, if they do crossplay, they have to suddenly make all their exclusives, you know, available on other consoles. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like that's just like an easy, you can have your cake and eat it too situation. Right. Yeah, I know I know that they uh there was some issues with the new Call of Duty crossplay with people having difficulty joining um uh chat with each other across consoles. Um but yeah, it's kind of weird that PlayStation is just completely sitting out of this Borderlands uh uh situation cuz Borderlands is pretty big. Yeah, um I, I have Borderlands 3, and admittedly, I haven't really played it much. Um, but, I mean, I, I love the second game, as as a lot of other people do. Um, I'm planning to get to it eventually, but, you know, the backlog just keeps growing. Backlog is real. Yep. Um, Chivalry 2 may find its way on there eventually. <laughs> uh, apparently, this game's also going to have... You can, like, customize your own soldier. You know, you can... Um, you know, down to the face, the hairstyle, the voices, the armor sets, the heraldry, um, and you can pick between like a fancy version of your weapon or a rusty version. Oh no! Um, I, I think that game's. I mean, the, I loved the first game. What I played of it. Um, so I, I hope this game is just as good. Yeah, nothing, I'm gonna check it out. Nothing like just running across a map and just glancing a guy. Right. I just remember the, the first game. I I just got owned. To, just every single time i would always step out with my like level one character with my basic gear and just some fully armored knight would just come and just maul me um <laughs> which is pretty realistic so you know I, I have to give it that credit where credit's due yeah <laughs> but yeah i figured uh i'm pretty excited for this one thought you might be interested in, you know being a, a medieval guy yeah i'm gonna check this out uh i'm gonna check it out i'll probably download it tomorrow yeah, it seems like a you know if you finishing up um, a good chunk of your your school year might might be able to put some time into it. Yeah, finally. Yeah, Mike is going to start logging on to the podcast with uh, like ten games on his list. Exactly. <laughs> Mark and I'll be like, well, we played one. Yeah, you, <laughs> you guys think they're joking, <laughs> and they are not. That is the the perk of being a teacher. That's true. It's 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 one of the only perks, but it is the perk. <laughs> uh, yeah, that time off in the summer, you can't beat that. No, can't. I, I will be missing one week for uh, a training, but this year the training is virtual, so I get to kind of sit at home while I do that as well. So it's it's even better. Man. That's nice. I know. I know this <laughs> is uh, not too, not too bad. It's it's been a horrible year for teaching, but the summer won't be too bad. Might be starting. Might be time. Might be finally paying off the horrible year. You know. Uh, I'm not gonna say anything. I don't want to jinx anything. I'm a <laughs> deeply superstitious man, so I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. But it'd be nice. Oh, Michael, right. what do you have? I Give got me. something uh, that I don't know. I don't know. I hope you guys find it interesting. I don't know if you will or not, um, but. You guys are aware of my love of games uh, put out by uh, Paradox mm-hmm. uh, and their grand strategy games. Um, well, one of my uh, more, I, I guess, I have fond memories of this game um, when I, I got it for GOG, but uh, it was called Victoria 2. Um, they have announced Victoria 3. Uh, 10 years after the, ori- the original release of Victoria 2, um, where you'll be able to lead your countries from the year 1836 to 1936 uh, and enjoy that game that is heavily uh, reliant on diplomacy um, and, and uh, uh, interacting with other nations rather than warfare. So it's, uh, it's a little bit different than their other games uh, from Crusader Kings or... Uh, you know, Hearts of Iron or um, any of their other games that they make. It's more of a society simulator, like a political simulator. Um, but it's really, really interesting. Um, and any game that I can pick up uh, and possibly use to help teach concepts uh, in class is something I'm excited for. So uh, I will be picking up Victoria 3 uh, whenever it's out. There was not a date mentioned. Yeah. 
That actually sounds like one I would enjoy too. Um, yeah. Actually, Paradox, you know, they, they did City Skylines. Uh, mm-hmm. I was hooked on that game for a very long time. Um, but yeah, I like their interaction in that in their games. Yeah, just, I think I think you'll like this one too, coming from a business background, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of the things that you do in this game to gain power is not really military conquest, but it's trade. Right. Um, and you have you know a ton of different trade goods that are that are uh, that were important to the period and you're you know if you have a monopoly on something that people want you can really become ex- extremely powerful force so it's it's a really interesting game yeah i i enjoy those those strategy games as well that that play style as you'd say but um that's good stuff glad you brought that one up yep. yeah Um, you know, I can do my, um, my regular, uh, that everyone is accustomed to, um, which is, I will provide you with the free games list. So this for week it. for, uh, Sony has announced their PS plus games for June. So once again, there's one on here that actually two on here, I think Micah is going to be very pleased with. Hey. So this is a good podcast for Micah. It is uh, man. I'm cracking them up. <laughs> And, and actually, all right, I'm going to do the first one that Mike is going to be pleased with. Um, Virtual Fighter 5. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's kind of old school, but I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah, so apparently it was released in 2006 originally. Um, so I guess this is like a re- remake almost, if I'm reading this correctly. I'm not 100% sure on that, but uh, anyway, it's going to be free, so... You can check it out, see what it really is. It doesn't yeah. have a whole lot of detail on it. But what I can see is Virtua Fighter 5 was the fifth installment in 2006. But in the article I'm reading, it says that it's not released yet. So I'm a little confused on it. But hmm. I, So that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's a remake or if it's just a re-release uh, or what. But It looks like it's a... I just Googled it. It, it kind of looks like a remaster. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I'll pick this game up, though. Oh. This was one of those like kind of janky fighting games, but you couldn't help but like the charm. Right. I've not played this one, but it looking at some screenshot, it looks a lot like a Tekken. It's very similar. So. Very similar to that style. I mean, for free, those games are great. Yeah. So. I'm not saying I won't pick it up, but no, I'll definitely add it to the library. Uh, just how much time it gets <laughs> is something yeah. to be up in the air, but it's definitely going to get added to my library. Okay. Um, the next one is for Micah and Mark uh, Star Wars Squadrons. Saw that. That's huge. Yeah. Wow. Um, which has not even been out a year. I am so glad I didn't buy that. Have either of y'all played that one yet? I am not a Star Wars guy, so it's going to be a no for me. Mark, you're going to be ashamed of me, but I have not played it even though it was on Game Pass. Ooh. I know. Well, I can let you off the hook because I did not download it when it was on Game Pass. Um, But a friend of mine has it on PC, and the first time I tried it, I got to try it in VR. Oh my gosh, man! <laughs> that was an experience, man. Were you sick as a dog? No, actually, that one didn't bother me at all. Um, really? I think, I think because I was playing sitting down, and it's really more about—I mean, you just have to move your head, and you know, you kind of control your ship. I mean, we were using mouse and keyboard versus a flight stick, but uh, take what you can get. Um, man, I—I I don't know. I—I I may have been too distracted by how how crazy it was sitting in the cockpit of an X-wing. Um, but it was that's exciting, right? Yeah. I'd say even if you're not a Star Wars guy, you should you should play it just to see how good it looks. Well, you know what, Mark? It is free, so I might just give it a whirl. Mark, I don't know if I could play it any other way if I played it in VR. You I know, know that's, what I mean. That's kind of why I didn't download it on yeah. Game Pass. I don't know if I could play it any other way. Wow, it's like I tasted the forbidden fruit. Yeah, for sure. All you gotta do is get you a little, a little, uh, uh, 
Uh, get your little flight stick, man, you and and just get somebody to like tilt your chair for you a little bit while you're flying around. Yeah, all you need. <laughs> yeah, that it was definitely that I mean, on Craigslist. Need someone to tilt my chair. Yeah, hey, uh, any patreons out there that might want some like interaction? <laughs> exactly. Hey, for the right price, I'll do up. it. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good one to to pick up. I mean, I'd pay. I would pay the money for it. Uh, maybe if I could, you know, play it in VR and have like a dedicated rig. But for free, man, no yeah. brainer. Yep. Hmm. Well, maybe we'll see. I have till June to decide, so we might give it a whirl. Um, and the third and final item for free is Operation Tango, which I've never heard of. Um, I don't know about you guys. No, I don't think so. It is a Look PS5 it game. Um, it is an yeah, espionage-themed co-op adventure, challenging you and a friend to complete dangerous missions across the globe in a high-tech world but it looks very cartoonish i have i remember this game now i remember the video that they put out for it at e3 but then i heard nothing more about it sounds like a cool premise it kind of makes me think of uh that game we played ryan a way out yeah but have you seen the screenshots of this game no this is the first i'm hearing of it I don't up. know. I can't really get into it just based on the screenshots. Oh, yeah. I see the picture for the trailer and I'm with you. I mean, it could be fun. Well, I don't know. This this one I'm seeing looks kind of cool. It's like a... I guess the player is like looking at a lady on a metro and you can like see like... It kind of looks like Watch Dogs. Um, when you like examine people and you have like that menu comes up that like tells you like about them. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It might be worth trying out free. You're saying it's worth free? Yeah, I'd say I'd, I'd try it for free. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to knock any free games. Yeah. I'll take them. I'll try them. I'm just giving you first impression. Um, I, I've never really heard of it, so. Uh, it's made by our friends in the north, Canada, so shout out Canadians. Northern cousins. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Mark, I think you had told me about a something was free that you had found, right? Uh, um, Today? Didn't you say something in a group chat? Oh, Steam, right? Yep. Um, their Steam is celebrating... It says open world games. Um, and for that celebration, they are giving away Company of Heroes 2 and its DLC... Um, I, I really don't want to butcher this, and I feel like if I butcher this, Micah is going to really be disappointed. I'm not even uh, gonna say a word. The Ardennes assault. Yeah. Uh, Sounds good to me. All right then. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that those that bundle is completely free. Um. I think it said through June first. Um. And once you download it, you get it forever. Uh, I've always wanted to try the Company of Heroes games, uh, so I'm pretty stoked. Um, I've like I've had I've looked at this game series since I got Steam back in 2011, um, but never pulled the trigger. So I guess it's true. Good things come to those who wait. So the verdict on this is good enough for free. Yeah, good enough for free for me. Yeah, Arden's Assault, good enough for free. So it uh, looks like we've got lots of free games coming up. Um, some are available this, you know, Memorial Day weekend, and then, then some of us teachers get to play all summer. So. <laughs> exactly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and run with this news story if y'all don't mind, and yeah. I'm gonna fill you guys in with the uh, games of gold for June. Um, I will say this, in my opinion, not near as exciting as as the uh, PlayStation lineup. Um, most of these games I've never heard of, to be totally honest with you. Actually, half of them I haven't heard of, half I have. Um, so uh, talk about the ones I have heard of first. Um, one is uh, Injustice, Gods Among Us, so the first Injustice game, mm-hmm. uh, which is 
kind of a weird one to give away. Um, I think it's been free before, uh, but I don't think it was a game gold. I think the developer gave it away for free. So anyway, um, it will be uh, free uh, on on uh, Xbox Gold. Um, Shadows Awakening is another one that's going to be uh, given away for free. It's a action adventure game um, where you play as a character who I think is possessed by some sort of like demon of vengeance, and it's like an action uh, hack and slash type game. Uh, I remember it was kind of uh, hyped up when it was first coming out, but I don't, I didn't hear much about it afterwards. So who knows if it's any good or not. Uh, and then the two that I haven't heard of um, is the first one is the King's Bird. You guys ever heard of the King's Bird? I have not. Okay. Nope. Uh, I have no clue what this is even about. Like I'm looking at the uh, box art, and it's like this woman like flying through the air. Um, so it could be like a wushu movie <laughs> float simulator. <laughs> so who knows? Um, but. That's going to be free starting on June 1st. Uh, and the other one is, uh, find the name here, Neo Geo Battle Coliseum, uh, which is kind of weird because it was launched in Japan back in 2005 for the PS2. Um, so kind of an older game that's going to be given away for free. So I can't, I can't say that I'm particularly excited about, about this uh, month for, for Xbox. No, I feel like since Game Pass comes out or has come out um, and really taken off, Games with Gold has really taken a backseat. I mean, I'm not saying you know. I know Injustice was popular when it came out. Um, I'm not saying all the games are just you know just swings and misses, but uh, it, you can. I feel like you can definitely tell that they focus more on Game Pass, which is fine. Yeah, I think that's what they're kind of trying to do, as well, is try to funnel people to Game Pass. They don't want to give away great games you know what i mean they're i think they're they're hunting for those uh, uh sweet sweet uh dollars from subscriptions yeah um in fact i was actually wondering i was actually kind of thinking today if we will see games with gold eventually go away um i mean i could see that yeah that's kind of what i was thinking. i could see it on one hand i could see it and on the other hand i could see them keeping it just for the people who don't have Game Pass um, and who might would feel like they're getting gypped that they aren't getting yeah. any free games. Um, I feel like they, I feel like they would have to. I feel like they would have to lower the price of Game Pass if they did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not by a lot, but just enough to keep them competitive with uh, Sony. Yeah, um, I agree. That that's kind of that's where I was thinking. Where, where my where my thought, thought path was heading to. Um, something would have to change, like you said, with Game Pass before. I, I see him just completely dropping games of gold. Um, but I guess time will tell. Will tell. Yeah, that's all I got for the games of gold. So, yeah, kind Those of interesting. A, yeah, kind of an interesting choice of games there. Well, but uh, are they good enough for free? Look, anything's good enough for free. Anything? Even maximum football. Maximum football <laughs> seems like it would go with this lineup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the King's Bird. Like, I don't want to rag on this game. I have no clue about it, but it just seemed that just seemed like a very random choice. They just had to throw something out there. Yeah. It's it's like it's an artsy game. So, you know, I'm sure it has its uh, audience, but just never heard of it. Oh, wow. Okay. Anyway. Well, I can uh, kind of share one if y'all don't mind. Go for it. So I'll start by asking, did you guys ever hear of or play the game Cloudpunk? Cloudpunk? No. No. So I actually I haven't played it yet, but it's on my Steam wish list, and I'm I'm thinking it's probably gonna be one of the games I pick up on the summer sale. Um, but basically, the the premise of the game is, from what I know, is you play as a character who is basically who drives for like a cab service in some cyberpunk esque city. Um, and from what I know, I mean, I don't know that you can just like 
free roam around the city in your cab. But I, I do know, I think that there's like a level of that. Like you basically have to like take these packages and drop them off. And um, I've heard the story is just like really good. Um, so the developer, um, which I'll have to find who that is. It's like Ion Lands or something. Um, but they announced that they're releasing a sequel-sized DLC called City of Ghosts, um, and that came out two days ago, um, so May 25th, according to this article. But the interesting thing to me, um, Ionlands also teased a new game the same day that they released this DLC um, called Nivalis, which is the name of the city that Cloudpunk is set in. Um, there's only a Steam page for right now, but it says what they're what they're promoting is a slice of life sim that sees you starting and growing your own business, be they a nightclub, ramen stand, restaurant, or otherwise. Um, it says in Nivalis, you choose how to spend your time in the city um, in, in this unique si slice of life sim with realistic weather simulation and nine day cycles. You can grow your business, meet strange and diverse characters, form friendships, and experience the danger and wonder of this cyberpunk voxel city. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I I've had my eye on Cloudpunk for a while, and it, it's as far as I know, it's sitting on like really good reviews on Steam. Um, so I am I'm pretty hopeful for this one. Yeah, I just uh, I googled it, and the screenshots look amazing. Like, even though it's a voxel city, like just the style of the game, um, it it it's really captures that cyberpunk feel, like that Blade Runner you know yep. neon city feel like yeah this it looks really good blade runner was one of the game one of the franchises it mentions that Nivalis is like hoping to make you feel like you're in which well blade runner is one of my all-time favorite franchises oh, um sure definitely that that definitely made my ears perk up a little bit more um and as we have covered on this podcast cyberpunk 2077 left many people uh more than just us and in this recording um feeling like you know we didn't really get that the cyberpunk itch scratched right so maybe maybe ion lands can deliver us the game that was promised well i'm reading this one like high level review and it says that cloudpunk has helped me get over cyberpunk 2077 hey, there you go. <laughs> uh, i do have an update about cyberpunk by the way that i didn't add to my uh um news story because it literally just came out like two hours ago um but cyberpunk 2077 as of today has a new game director wow a new creative director who is in charge now of fixes and expansions um so <laughs> the uh person who was in charge of it is adam badowski uh he has been it says that he is working on other projects, but we all know that sometimes uh, that just means, hey, um, you need to step back because you kind of screwed this up. So have you still been putting hours in Cyberpunk, Micah? Yes, I've actually beaten my second playthrough. I was going to say, so what's what's the update on that? I mean, do we do you still feel that it's improving continuously? Honestly, there hasn't been a new update since the one I gave you the uh, update on. So, um, so the gameplay is still about the last. Yeah, it's, yeah, same. It's still at, at the last uh, um, level that I mentioned. Uh, as far as I know, it's still not on the PlayStation Store. Correct. Yeah, uh, still not on PlayStation. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that means there's still some major technical issues with it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't want to beat a dead horse. But yeah, I was just curious an update on it. You know, yeah, yeah, it was. It's 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 just a shame <laughs> that it turned out the way it did. Yeah, I will say, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is twenty percent off on the Steam store right now, and Cloudpunk is fifty percent off. Hey, so. Any ambitious listeners out there might try both of yeah, them for a discounted price. Pick them up. If you've got one of those RTX uh, cards that no one else can get, then Cyberpunk should probably run pretty good for you. 
So that, what else we got to cover on the news? Uh, I got a couple pieces of news that, that uh, are pretty exciting uh, for me personally, if you're going to continue this trend of things that excite Micah on this podcast. Um, there is a, uh, a new Dragon Quest game that's been announced, uh, Dragon Quest 12. Um, no date, no gameplay, but uh, they're going to kind of mess with the turn-based uh, combat system a little bit. Um, they didn't really elaborate on that. Uh, and they've also said that it's going to be a darker, uh, more adult Dragon Quest game. So I'm inter- interested to see how that turns out because Dragon Quest has always been super colorful and, and kind of um, cheerful as a game. So I'm curious to see what a, a dark Dragon Quest game is going to look like. I yeah, think I, I would be more into it if it was more dark. Personally. I, I tried um, Dragon Quest Eleven um, a while back, and I, it was like way, um, way more than what I was ex- expecting it to be. Like you know, there's, there's a lot you can do in the world that I just didn't expect. Um, and I mean, I really liked it, but recently I had to uninstall it just because I I hadn't been playing it. It was taking a lot, a lot of space on the Series X. Right. Had to make the had to make the call, but um, I really liked it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure I barely just scratched the surface. Um, in fact, as far as I got was, um, you know, this might be spoilers, but probably it's very close to the beginning of the game. Um, was breaking out of prison with the guy in the hood. Oh yeah, you're 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 literally at the beginning of the game. Yeah, um, which I, I I'm planning to you know go back and put more time into it. I just wanted to clear up some other games that I've I've been trying to play. Like um, I've been wanting to get back into Final Fantasy IX um, and play that more. I've just been so busy, um, and I felt wow. like Cy- or Dragon Quest was another one that I could just sink a lot of time into. Yeah, um, it's huge. But I am excited for Dragon Quest Twelve. I saw I saw the article as well. Um, so. And, and saw where they said you we were talking about um, it being a little darker. And um, the article I read actually pointed out the fact that like the title for the game was like on like a, a volcanic background. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty interested to see the direction this game goes. Yeah, I, I'm I'm super excited. You guys know if you if you uh, are loyal listeners who stretch back to the OG episode, episode one, um, you guys remember that Dragon Quest. Um, is the first RPG I ever played. Uh, it was, of course, the American version was called Dragon Warrior uh, for the NES, um, but this was literally the first RPG I ever played. Uh, so I've been a huge fan of the series ever since I was in kindergarten. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's every time I see a new one get announced, I'm super excited about it. Um, one that I unfortunately haven't gotten to play is Dragon Quest X because uh, it was an online, kind of like an MMO-type game. Um, they did announce that there's going to be an offline version, uh, but they did not say whether or not it's going to be coming to the States. So um, Dragon Quest Twelve is what I'm looking most uh, the most forward to. Uh, and they're also going to be putting out a uh, remaster of Dragon Quest. Well, not really a remaster, a remake of Dragon Quest Three. Um, which is going to be in the HD 2D style, kind of like Octopath Traveler, if you guys played that one. Um, kind of like uh, it's high-definition, two-dimensional graphics. Uh, it's a really cool uh, art style. So uh, I will probably be picking that one up as well. You've got a long list, my friend. I know. Did they say when the Dragon Quest three remake will you know, they give a, a, a release date for that? Let me see. Uh, no, no, not on this article I'm reading from The Verge. Uh, but it was on. Uh, it was the the Square Enix had a um, a live stream today to celebrate the uh, 35th anniversary of the series. So um, I'll have to go back and watch the video and see if they mentioned the date. But I I don't think they did. Well, it's an exciting time to be a Dragon Quest yep. uh, fan. Certainly is. Yeah, I'm really curious to see the darker version. 
yeah, I've always thought that that the world uh, of Dragon Quest had some real good potential to not be you know, comedic and childish, mm -hmm. but actually be kind of dark. So um, the first game, really, Dragon Warrior, was was pretty dark. So um, even though the graphics were very very basic, the story itself was was pretty gritty. So uh, yeah, I'm excited about that too. I'll follow up on that one for sure. Yep, I will update as uh, I get information. Anyone else have any more news? Uh, I've got one more. Uh, okay. This one's this one's kind of big, uh, I think. Um, this this article came out one day ago, uh, so May twenty sixth, um, and apparently Unreal Engine five is set for an early twenty twenty two release. Mm. Um, they, I'll, I'll read off the, the, I guess the features that this article is from PC Gamer lists. Um, and we kind of discuss what, what y'all think of it and maybe the potential that this sounds like it has. Um, so first off, it says it's aimed to, you know, make game development, uh, a much easier process, a uh, much quicker process. So that's you know definitely good for gamers, uh, mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, and some of the features it says it's going to include is something called the Nanite geometry system. Uh, this is to help devs dump the time-consuming process of baking and LOD mapping. Um, the Lumen for a fully dynamic in-engine lighting that'll negate the need to bake light maps and use reflection captures. Uh, there's World Partition, which will automatically divide the game's map into a grid for easy selection and streaming of portions for editing. The one file per actor system for simpler uh, collaborative workflows. There's data layers, which gives devs the ability to create different variations of the same world as layers. Um, and then this is kind of like uh, summing up some other features, but it has a whole host of incredible animation tools like Control Rig, the Full Body IK Solver, and Pose Browser, as well as motion wrapping or warp, warping. Sorry. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Um, it seems like Unreal Engine 4 has been out, I mean, forever. Yeah. I'm just excited after seeing the Unreal Engine 5 demo video that came out um, to actually see games made with this. I think it'll be <laughs> that will that's I think that's when you're really going to see next gen kind of come. You know what I mean? I think that's when yeah. we see the visual uh, change. Was that video the one of the was it on PS5 or something where it's like a lady yeah. walking through like all these like canyons and stuff? Exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah, and it showed. Um, I think it's the one where she was like flying through the air too. I, I saw the one where Mark's talking about where she walked through the the canyons. Yeah, it just it looks insane. Yeah, I mean, I know I know everyone says every every um, you know console generation or whatever, but it's like, man, they really can't take it to another level. Now you know, get get to that point. Yeah, it's it's getting a bit unreal. Hey, look at that. Look at that. No, it, it does look excellent what they're doing nowadays. It's incredible. It's gonna we're gonna hit the point where uh games are gonna look so photorealistic that they're gonna have to just start using different art styles to set games apart from each other. Yeah, I mean I'm just waiting for that nerve gear, man. <laughs> the full dive yes i would happily not to deviate too far but i'd happily live in the uh sword art online video game Listen, world i'm i'm 100 here for it um yeah you know i'm i'm giving it a world too <laughs> i'd love it hey, if it happens and we all get stuck in a uh, ironclad uh we gotta we gotta stick together to make sure we make it out <laughs> Look, I don't know about y'all, but I'm starting a restaurant. I'm not. I'm not trying to get killed. Mike is good eats. Yep, I'm just gonna start a restaurant and and just chill. It's kind of like Micah if he was in Ghost of Shishima. Exactly. <laughs> What'd you say? You're gonna be a farmer or something? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'd work. You know, I'd I'd just be living in the countryside, staying away from the Mongols. Uh. So right. if you get that game Navalis, you're just gonna open like a ramen stand. Yeah, exactly. You'd be serving the Rick Deckards of the world. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 
Pride's not a thing for Micah. It really isn't. <laughs> I, I, uh, I know my place, uh, and I'm happy to stay in that place. So, uh, But I have one more piece of news, if I may, Mark. Please, please. Uh, I think you'll, you'll get a kick out of this, um, since you are uh, another fellow uh, D&D nerd. Um, but there is a ton of Dritzt content coming out. Uh, everyone's favorite drow elf ranger, uh, who is going to kind of be the the star of the upcoming uh, Baldur's Gate uh, game, uh, the new one. That's uh, going to be him and, and uh, his companions of the hall. Uh, but there's a lot of really cool things coming out, both uh, for comics, um, for novels. And one of the, the cool things that they did to kind of feed you the backstory uh, of Dritz before the release of the new Baldur's Gate is that there is an animated uh, short on YouTube um, that I think uh, any, any D&D fan needs to check out. Um, it's called Dritz Sleep Sound. Uh, and it kind of talks about uh, Dritz's origins uh, in the Underdark and him leaving and uh, kind of becoming a hero. And it is voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch um, and is amazing. So if you guys haven't seen it, um, listeners, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, please go to YouTube, type in Sleep Sound, uh, and enjoy. Uh, it's, it's one of the best D&D animated shorts uh, I've seen in a long time. I will have to check that out. Um, as we've talked about, I have not played any of the Baldur Gate, Baldur's Gates or um, Dark Alliance games. The Baldur's Gate is on my Steam wish list, all three of them. Nice. Um, but uh, you know, I'm always here for some D and D content, though. Yeah, this is this is uh, probably the original, uh, like canon character superstar. Um, so, I I have a I have a lo- I have a history with Dritz because of the books. Uh, I read them a lot when I was in school. So, um, kind of one of my favorite. Uh, canon characters in, in the D&D uh, setting. So I um, just wanted to share my love and appreciation uh, with Dritz and to R.A. R. A. Salvatore, Bob Salvatore, the author. Um, so check it out if you haven't seen it. That's awesome. That's all I got. Yeah, I'm tapped out as well. So I guess at this point we... Uh... We get to transition into what we've been playing. And I think we're going to make this one a kind of like a featured episode as well. Yeah. Um, I know we, what was our first one? I know we did Full Throttle mm-hmm. um, Remastered. That was one. Did we do another one? We did a Civ one. Yep. Yep. We did Civ. Um, so is this the third? I think this is the third. I think this is the third uh, uh, topic that we've all played within the same week. Yeah. So, uh, and actually played some together online on this mm-hmm. one, uh, but it, it's going to be Valheim. So we've talked about this game in the past on the podcast and actually in the last episode we, we talked a little bit about it, uh, but I think we've all been spending most of our time playing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, I'm going to look while we're thinking about it and just see how many hours I've got in the thing. I, I reached uh, 10 hours in it right before we started recording. Um, so still some real key numbers, but it really just sucks you in. Yeah, it does. Yeah, the, I had very little time to game this week, but all the hours I had, I, I, I was playing ball, uh, ball high. Um, so and my it's Steam really kicked good. me out. Let me see. I had to log back in real quick. So, uh, Ryan and I have played together online, and mm-hmm. and you and Ryan have played together online. So I'm kind of I'm interested to hear your uh, perspective, Micah. Uh, so I've got 21 hours. Sorry oh. not to interrupt. Go oh, ahead. you're good. Got them got them veteran hours in. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Uh, no, I love the game. Um, it uh, is really cool. The visual style is great. Um, the, uh, the fact that they worked in uh, standing stones, um, they have uh, uh, actual creatures from, from uh, Norse mythology 
uh, worked in that uh, that kind of make the setting feel alive. Um, the game itself is, I think, a really pretty game, even though the graphic style is, is pretty simplistic. Um, and what really drew me in the most, uh, and I think I mentioned this multiple times, uh, Ryan, when when I was when we were playing together, was the the music, the soundtrack. Uh, it's so good. It reminds me of the music from uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion and that, that real peaceful music that just kind of pulls you in and makes you want to explore. Um, so it, it kind of hit me with the nostalgia, reminding me of, of that as well. Um, but yeah, I, I love this game. So you think that's your favorite aspect of the game thus far is the music? Thus far, yeah, the music. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about flavor anyway in games and like settings, mm-hmm. um, more so than, than uh, mechanics. I'm not a game mechanics guy. Um, I can I can have fun with with anything, but what draws me in is the design of the world and and how it feels and um, yeah, the music I love, I absolutely love it. So speaking of music, um, I did read that in each biome there's different music, like it transitions. So like um, I know we've explored in the meadows and the black forest, um, but there's also some other areas to visit which has different music. That's exciting. So thanks for uh, yeah. us to look forward to. Uh, Mark, what about you so far? Favorite aspect or something specific you enjoy? Well, uh, I want to say, Micah, it's interesting that you said it kind of reminded you of Oblivion because it reminded me of Oblivion as well. Um, so much that I have Oblivion on Steam. Um, I thought about lo- you know starting a new game of Oblivion um, and maybe not really comparing the games because they're really not similar at all besides you know just that you know you do want to go explore the world and get invested um but yeah oblivion i mean that's like the i can't i don't know i don't know what it was but that valheim did make bring that game to my mind and just sent me right back to all the hours i spent you know know, doing the dark brotherhood quest line or just walking around sewer drill um it's great times uh yeah Yeah, it put me in that exact same mindset like wandering on wandering around the forest like right outside the prison where you first escaped yep yep that's exactly what i thought you had no idea yep. what the game had to offer um but yeah so that definitely uh put the game a little higher on my on my list oh, um, sure. but i actually um have come to really like the building in the game which i i did not like at first um but i think once you spend the time you know, kind of getting used to the way it works. You can make some some really cool stuff, um, and I think it's I think it's like one of the most rewarding systems of building. I mean, it's like once you kind of figure out that things have weight, and you know, you can't have a wall floating and then have another wall on top of it, or it all breaks. Um, I don't know. I really enjoy building and just um, and, and the progression of everything in the game. I think I think those are my favorite aspects of the game. Um, I think it has a great feeling of a natural, a very natural feeling of progression as you go on. Yeah, I think that's kind of going to lead to like what my favorite aspect is, is the crafting and just the progression. Um, At first, when they dumped you in the game, I was like, "Um, you know, what am I doing? You know, I wish they'd give me some sort of tutorial. But the more I play it, the more I like just having to figure it out. And then like, you know, just having more items and, you know, kind of to wonder what's next yep yeah yeah um i love norse mythology and uh i know i've talked about it before but i'm working my way through the series vikings um from history channel um still loving it um on the last season but um i don't know this game i feel like that game just makes you feel like a viking i mean you're not on midgard um but it's like I just feel for what it is, it feels very much like, you know, it just, it makes me feel like I am, I could be Ragnar Lothbrook. Yeah. I think the, the reason it does it so well is because the world is so like hostile. You know what I mean? Like almost everything will attack you in Valheim. Um, I think the only thing that doesn't attack you are deer, right? Thus far, yeah. 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 So I think I think the fact that the entire world is super hostile, it kind of gives you that gritty 
feel you know what i mean that you have to act you have to really fight for your your survival in, in the world so yeah uh, Mike, yeah i, I agree a good point was remember that when we went out into the black forest fairly early on and how aggressive it was and we we stayed out a little too late and then it, yep. you know it grew dark uh and then we were just like fending for our lives behind like some wooden walls just trying to survive i mean mistakes were made <laughs> they were made for sure but it, it makes for good stories yeah yeah that was that was a cool um experience and the fact that we you know we, we didn't even build a bed because we weren't able to, we weren't going to be able to sleep we had to continue to watch that wall yeah that you know then we didn't have the materials to build it right so i mean it was just a really cool situation not at the time but afterwards it was like wow that was that was a lot of fun yeah, we actually made it through the night yeah there's no way did i think we were making through that no um so i don't want to spoil any of i guess the quote-unquote story um i have only fought the first boss have y'all fought past that yet no no but we have found where they are located yes yeah i uh i don't know i love that i love that progression too that um i i think if i'm i think i'm correct on this but i think the story is supposed to be like your your viking or your character was like slain in battle on Mm. on midgard um and was chosen by Odin to go to Valheim to cleanse Valheim um, of some of the, I guess, the evil that is set in. Um, so I, I, I love that. That's such, I think that's just such a cool um, premise for for a game like Valheim. For sure, for sure. And a lot of the uh, uh, bosses, um, well, the two that I know of so far, I know that they're based on actual creatures from norse mythology um which is neat so and they really did their homework um i don't know if the other all the bosses are going to be you know have a have a real life quote unquote um kind of contemporary but um yeah they they did their homework um i think you know it's it's their own culture though isn't this studio from sweden i think who made this yes i think what's incredible is you know it's five guys yeah yeah i mean I, i really don't think you can give these guys a big enough shout out uh, iron gate eb or ab sorry um incredible what they pulled off and um I've t- i think i've mentioned this on the podcast before but i played rust back in the early access days and it's a totally 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 different game today um so i'm i'm very excited to see where where, where valheim is in maybe a you know, two three years um and see see how much different it is right it's still early access and it's still it's already such a complete game yeah i mean this game was twenty dollars right so i think this game's worth more than twenty dollars as is yeah yeah i agree i agree um so it being in early access and their potential for growth and um you know new content down the line and everything um is there anything in the game that's not there now that you hope or wish to see be added um i mean i mentioned this last episode but i'd love for there to be like npc villages that i can go and and raid um you know or or take a crew on my long ship and, and raid a town um even if it could be like some light pvp elements where you cross into another player's quote unquote realm and you try to raid their fortress yeah that that's what that's my um that that would be my vote as well um and you know i i I think it'd be cool to see like npc um you know villages that maybe you could visit and get quests from or um if you know because right now i mean you kind of turn your your base into a a village it's just a very lonely village um so i think it'd be cool if maybe if you set up an establishment if you could either like you know if, if, if you could see like NPCs start to migrate, like, you know what I mean? Like start showing up and, and take up kind of, you kind of like how Terraria did it. Like you had to have certain requirements in these rooms and then these NPCs would show up like merchants and right um, stuff like that. So I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. I'd love to be able to build like a wood mill and then have NPCs show up to work the wood for me while I'm away. Kind of like, kind of like automate 
the harvesting of, of resources. Yep. That would be, that would be incredible. Yeah. I think this game just has so much open potential. Yeah. Yep. And, and to be honest with you, a lot of people were ragging on the graphics on it. Um, first of all, I, I enjoyed them as is. Yeah. I think they look great. And then I turned my PC settings up to like ultra on the game and it actually looks pretty good. Yeah. The, the lighting, uh, yeah. was, is really impressive. Um, uh, you know, while you're walking through the forest and then if you, if you see the reflections off water, like yep. a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, the kind of the post-processing effects are really, really good. Um, and it's not, uh, you know, I, I see people comparing it to Minecraft. I, I think this looks head and shoulders better than Minecraft. Um, I mean, there's it, almost no comparison. I, I like, I get what people are saying. It's, you know, these kind of blocky structures, but not really. I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have that Lego feel, you know? Well, I mean, I, I definitely don't think it's fair to, to judge a game's graphics in early access. I mean, right. Rust was ugly back in the early days. Um, and now it's uh, one of the most popular survival games out there. Um, like I, when, when, in fact, I got it so early into its lifespan, it was, it was $10 full price when I bought it. Um, <laughs> And I think now it's okay. I think it's on sale right now. It's um, now Rust is sitting at forty dollars full price. Wow. Um, so and I mean, and they I've, Rust deserves it. Uh, that's that's another great game. Um, so I just I hope Valheim just follows the same trajectory. Yeah, I, I think the the devs are doing a real good thing where they're not putting too much content into it at once. They're putting in basics and then just perfecting those basics and then moving on to something else. I think if they continue to do that, um, yeah, this game is going to do nothing but improve. Well, can't wait to, you know, keep, just keep going, giving updates on this game. Because uh, I'm sure this is one I can play a lot. For sure. Really, really sink some time into. Yeah, I'm already sinking quite a bit into it. <laughs> I'm just wanting to make my troll cake. It's all I want. <laughs> it's coming soon, Micah. Oh, I have good news for you, Micah. Oh. We can uh, we can close out on this bad boy. But um, I found out how to ferment. Nice. So your your time is coming where you can build your meat hall. Micah's and... meat hall is underway. Yep. So I was gonna build it for you the other night at camp, but I was just missing a few supplies and it, I had to go to sleep. Yep, I feel you. So, but the potential's there. I have the the knowledge, and it will be built. Did you have to build the uh, nails first? Um, I had to get the bronze axe and then something else. I can't. Ah, remember. I got you. But um, next time we hop in, I'll show you. Nice. I'll share the recipe. The mead hall will be erected. Yes, and, sir. and we will toast to our victory <laughs> over the trolls. Ah, uh, good times. <laughs> um. Some additional good news for the podcast. Um, we are starting to upload our episodes to YouTube as well as all of your favorite um, websites you currently receive it. So if you know someone who uses that as their podcast source, it's going to be a little bit delayed on there, but it will be on YouTube. So yeah, thanks to Ryan for his hard work today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, running through some of those. Uh, uh, go check them out for sure. Yeah, unless they didn't turn out 100%, uh, then I didn't do them. That's true. Yep. Not sure what happened, but... It was the uh, intern intern. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, keep sharing us. Um, we're, we're seeing more and more growth, and we want to get more involved. So. And what's uh, that uh, YouTube channel called, Ryan? I'm not sure, certain, but if you just search Digital Theory Podcast, <laughs> it's the first thing that comes up. So. There you go. Yeah, we also um, have all of our links in one place now um, with, the, with the website we have set up. The, the link is kind of a mouthful. So uh, 
we can put it in the uh in the post when we you know release the episode mark yep that's that a good idea for you. yeah um right now it's digital theory pod ca.wixsite.com slash my dash site uh <laughs> but we'll, we'll hopefully we'll have a something a little simpler down the line but um that has all of our links uh to our social media um has our our um email on there for if, if any of you guys want to reach out with ideas or questions um so give that a check and um of course there's one more right michael yes <laughs> There is. If you want to uh, get involved with the show uh, and get some awesome perks, you can head on over to patreon.com slash digital theory podcast and check out our tiers. We're trying to get more active over there. Um, we uh, actually uh, played Valheim with uh, a patron. So that was uh, very fun. The patron. Um, and yeah, so we'd love to see you over there. Excellent. I'd also like to give a shout out. Um, so just kind of looking at the geographic location it looks like we have some maybe we start doing this at the you know in each episode but it looks like we have some listeners in seattle so shout out to you guys absolutely hope it's not raining too much yep so but i think that's it for me this week guys um if you guys don't have anything else i'll see you again next week yep talk to you then yeah i'm good have a great one